Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. They call me Q the Boss. Today we're talking about something major, something extreme. I want people to hear this and hear this well. Today we're talking about creating a legacy. I like that. Today we're talking about creating a legacy. Like guys, run the likes up. Today we have a call-in number for those who want to call in. 516. Somebody uh, pin this number. 516-253-1150. One more time. 516-253-1150 for those who want to call in. We're talking about creating a legacy. I'm going to tell you something. Being honest. There was a guy once he had a conversation with me. He said, Q. I feel like I'm a failure and I'm a loser. And I said, why is that? He said, because I, I didn't leave my children anything. I said, you actually left them a lot. He said, what did, I, what did you leave in them? I said, you left them morals. You left them principles. You left them integrity. You left them how to be a better man and better children and understanding how to be better people in life. So he's actually done a, an amazing job. But sometimes we overvalue the money only, right? We talk about the money every time. We don't talk about nothing else. Not understanding that it's not just about the money. The money's a good thing, but at the end of the day, it's by creating a different mentality. My guy that I'm talking about, he grew up in the hood. He grew up in poverty, but yet still worked his behind off to get his children out of those bad uh, predicaments that he started in, right? Leaving his children in a bad environment. So his legacy was created by uh, uh, removing his family from the old environment. That is an amazing man, an amazing story. Let's give this man his flowers. Let's give him his flowers. But today we're having this topic talking about creating a legacy. Guys, I want to talk to my men for a second, right? And I don't want nobody getting defensive. Anybody on this live, please don't get defensive. But you know what we do at this podcast? We tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us God, at least to the best of our ability. Guys, you have to understand that your children are your legacy. And it says a lot for those men who are not taking care of their children, who don't care about their children, who are not showing them how to be. We just expect them to understand life, but yet and still we don't show them how to be, which is unfair because the reality of all things, it is hard for a man to understand what a man looked like when he never even seen it. So now what you do is you walk through life trying to figure it out. And while you're trying to figure it out, you're going to make a lot of mistakes because it's a, it's, it's a very uh, uh, a hard, hard job to acquire. Becoming a man is not easy. And we're going to say this. One lady asked me the other day, she said, why is there so many good women opposed to good men? And I said, the reason why there are so many good women opposed to good men, one of the main reasons is the fact of the matter is there are more women out here raising children by themselves. So there are more good women. There are not enough good examples of men. So therefore, we don't have a lot of people. And that's the issue. We don't have a lot of men showing us men how to be men, right? And me personally, not understanding that, breaking the mold. A lot of people need to be on my live right now. For anybody on my live right now, and I want you to say a curse that you have broken in your family. I'll, I'll start. My dad didn't raise my, my grandfather didn't raise my father, right? My dad didn't raise me. Ultimately, I decided to break the mold by being there for my children no matter what. It motivated me to be a better father, right? But it was a, learn, it was a hard job to learn. There wasn't a lot of uh, examples. And the problem is we talk about society so much, but we don't talk about the examples that are uh, in the world now. 
A lot of people don't see that they're not great examples. A lot of people do things in front of their children that don't make sense, right? By being honest with yourself, let's look at logic. This is how you know children are a product of their environment. The moment you take your child, right? To, to one of my people in my life said, I'm the first to get a college degree. Big flowers to you. Big flowers. I love it. I love it. I love it. But anybody want to call in right now? I want somebody to tell me how did they start their legacy in their family? 516-253-1150. One more time. 516-253-1150. Call in right now and tell me. This. I want people to hear these stories. Don't just tell me on my live uh, via text. I want you to actually say it out your mouth and people to hear your testimony. Your testimony might prevent someone from making a poor choice. Your testimony might actually mo motivate somebody. Your testimony might make someone feel like, yo, wait. If this person could do it, why can't I? Let's have this conversation. I want someone to call in right now and actually let's talk about what we're talking about today, right? Creating a legacy. So by me understanding that my dad didn't raise me, it motivated me to be a better father. And I'm going to be honest with you, along the road, I made a lot of bad, poor choices because, again, I didn't have a good example. I'm not using it as an excuse, but that's reality, Right? It's like a college professor. Why do you trust a college professor? It's because they're supposed to be preparing you and teaching you for life. And teachers, right? And the same thing for me. When you come from a good example, it is easier to transition into a father when you had an example of a father. All my ladies on my life right now, I want, to hear, I want you to hear this. If your son or daughter's father is not prominent in their, their life... It is your job as a parent, and I say this wholeheartedly, it is your job as a parent to put more good examples of men around your children. They don't have to be your boyfriend. They don't have to be the guy that you're intimate with. But they do have to be a, a great example of what a man looks like, right? And the reason why is because it, it helps them. The more you put good people around your children, the more of a village they have. They need more support. So again, if the father's not there, don't bring a bunch of men around your children who are not great examples. That's a major issue because now comes the confusion. You're telling your son you want your son to be this great guy, but yet and still the guy you bring home is not even a great guy. That's confusion. We're going to call it what it is. Ladies, please don't take this personal, but it's the truth. If you want your, your, your child to, to be a certain way, you got to lead by example. You can't bring the drug dealer home and then complain about your child not want to work. To me, that don't make no sense. You got to lead by example, right? I know somebody's probably taking it personal, but the reality is the reality. Creating your legacy. Your legacy is your children. Molding their minds to believe and think a certain way, right? Sometimes you have people who have potential, but they don't believe they have the potential or they're able to, to, uh, to do the things that they're able to do but because of the fact that they're not around people that's doing it. And that's the truth. A legacy. Someone give me the definition of the word legacy. Okay, let me get the word legacy. Legacy. The definition. But I want to define it to you guys. But we got to work on creating our legacy in our children again. Right? A lot of us don't understand the fact of the matter is the greatest investment you can make is in your children and in, in, in your village. That is the greatest investment anyone can do. Tons of us haven't made any investments. Right? We're not even investing in our children no more. A lot of us look at our children as a bill. I'm going to tell you something. Your child is not your bill. Your child is supposed to be your successor. So by saying your child is a, listen, a, a young adult is a bill because the word adult is attached to it. But that bill is supposed to diminish as they get older, right? But the truth of the matter is a child 
is supposed to be a bill because you're supposed to be navigating them to success and you're supposed to be mirroring by example. It is easier to mirror success when, I'm, when someone's around me that's successful that I respect, right? Most children will go astray at times, but yet and still the, the tree don't fall, I mean, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Some of the trees don't bear good fruit because the tree is spoiled and rotted itself. A lot of us are like that. We sit down and we, we, we talk about our, our, our children being a certain way, but we don't talk about the examples that we're not making for them. And that's the reality. The, the definition of a legacy, an amount of money, are properly left to someone in a will, right? That's, a, that's, a, that's the economical meaning. Legacy is a gift of money, a personal property that's granted by the terms of a will, right? Some people don't understand. We see, we see the money aspect of the legacy. But, no, but understanding that your greatest investment is your children. A lot of people haven't been making any investments in their children. And the reason why I say this is because wholeheartedly some people are mirroring the same results they had with themselves, right? I'm going to give you a quick story. Young guy, older guy. The young guy said, well, the older guy said to the young guy, you're only doing good because of the fact that your, 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 um, your mother and father moved you into a nice neighborhood. The younger guy said, I agree. But the older guy said, you, if you lived in the hood, you wouldn't be who you are today. The young guy said, I agree. So the younger guy said, can I ask you something to the older guy? The older guy said, what? He said, you just complained to me about how the fact that your, your father and mother left you in the hood, right? But now that you have children, you have never worked hard to get your children out the hood. So you're basically blaming your parents how they failed you, but you're not blaming yourself for how you're failing your children. Boy, that sounds like a hypocrite to me. That sounds like a hypocrite. See, parents, everybody on this live today, we have to understand something. If we make poor choices, right, and our parents made mistakes or even poor choices, you cannot procreate that same mentality in the children. You've seen what happens in the outcome of it, right? It's like watching a movie and still being wondering what's going to happen. You know the end results already. And that's the reality, right? If you know for a fact what the end result is, why are you not acting like it's going to happen if it's going to happen? You know what's going to happen. And the reality of all things is you can look at yourself. Why do most people fail? People, places, things, because the areas that you're in tend to give a mentality, right? I know some really good parents who live in bad situations and they're basically fighting against the environment to help their children think better. But it's hard because they're so immature that they can't see it. And the children, when they tell the children that this environment is not a place you should uh, basically plant your roots, these children have indoctrinated their mind into the environment so much that the parent is fighting against their mentality. Everything starts with a mentality. And most people that have losers' mentality are the reason why they're losing. They're not losing because they're bad people at times. Some of the best people I've ever met, they're losing because of the fact that they have a bad mentality. But who do you think taught them this mentality? There's an agenda. There's an agenda. And you have to understand that this is reality. We don't have the conversations that really matter. We tend to talk about the things that don't matter, and we support the things that don't matter. If I come on my live and my TikTok and I start doing the, uh, the new dance, what's that, the hips by um, Little Uzi Vert? We're going to go viral. But if I talk about the things that matter, it tends to not get the same level of push. 
And the reason being is because they don't want us talking about positivity, right? The one thing about life is you have to be accountable for the things you support. But also support this Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. I want to give you your flowers. I want to tell you I appreciate you. I value you. I respect you. And, I, and, I, and I'm just doing this because of the fact that I want us to build something together. Right? We changing mentalities here. We changing mindsets. We're breaking generational curves. Let me say that again. We're breaking generational curves. Why? Because we're going to lead by example. I'm not going to tell my children to be great. I'm going to show them how to be great. I'm not going to hold myself not accountable, but hold my kids accountable. That's hypocrisy. If I'm going to tell my children to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, my son, meet me in the gym and I'm going to work out with you. I'm not going to tell my children to eat better. I'm going to eat better with them. Everything that I'm going to do, I'm going to lead by example. Your legacy. Your legacy is what we need to be talking about. The offspring of yourself is your biggest legacy. The greatest investment that one could ever make is how the mentality of your child is. Some people are fearful of becoming their better self because of the fact that they're worried about the wrong people. I'm going to tell you something. It is impossible for someone to love you but don't want you to become your better self. So how do you love your children, right? But you do not push yourself, yourself to be your better self. But I'm going to tell you something. The reason why a lot of parents have problems with their children is because they do not live by what they tell them. They tell their children the complete opposite of what they want their children to be. Simple, simple logic. They go, here go. The old saying that should have been buried a long time ago. Don't do as I show you. Do as I say. That is the worst saying ever created. Let me say that one more time. Don't do as I show you. Do as I say. That is the worst created saying in life. That is a hypocrite saying. That is a parent saying, I'm going to do what's bad, but I want you to do what's good. What kind of parent is that? What kind of parent is that? That don't even make sense. Someone call into this phone number right now, 516-253-1150. We're talking about creating your legacy, right? We're talking about this legacy thing right now, right? And I'm telling you something, 516-516-253-1150. Somebody call in right now. I want to hear what y'all got to say. See, we're talking about this thing called legacy today. And I'm loving it because of the fact that there are tons of people who are making strides. I'm seeing way more people uh, uh, graduate college. I'm seeing way more. Listen, I just wish more men would do it. And I'm going to be honest. A lot of men are not taking on their roles. Today we had a conversation with one of my younger guys. I said a, a natural aura of society is a man is supposed to be the provider. The woman is supposed to be the nurturer. The dilemma is this. Based on the way you're raised, it can alter that, right? For instance, if you have a woman who's always had to pay bills, right, who's always had to be strong, chances are you're going to procreate a very alpha female, and it's very normal. You could have had a son who was raised by a single mother who always babied him, so now more than likely he's going to be more of a nurturer, and that's the issue that's going on. You don't have a lot of uh, procreation on strong men. The word alpha is being used all over the place, but it don't even make sense, right? 
But the issue is it starts at home with our children and the legacy that we create for our children. What do you want your children to be? You should be looking at yourself first. Because I'm going to tell you something. You are a product of what you come from too. Right? Some of the worst children I ever met, when you meet their parents, I said, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Their parents are horrible examples. And this is an issue that we need to have. We need to uh, 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 basically flush that down the toilet. This nasty mentality of not leading by example. Fathers cry about their children not saving. Women, mothers, we cry about our children not saving. But yet and still, you don't show them what saving looks like. Listen, from a very young age, you should be taking your child to the bank. I don't care if you're putting a dollar into the bank. They're still getting it in their mentality that this is a regular thing. Right? The legacy we want to create. We have to be more conscious of everything that we're not doing opposed to just what we're doing. The more conscious mind understands it's more important to what I'm not doing opposed to what I am doing. Sometimes it's the things that we're not doing is more important than the things that we actually are doing. And that's the issue. We avoid the, the things that we should be doing to ultimately always accommodate the things that we're not doing. Let me say that one more time. A lot of the times, we always talk about what we're doing because we want to big up our, our willingness to do certain things, but the things that we should be doing, we don't talk about that. And that's a major issue. Children will see the hypocrisy of their parents, and they will look at their parents and ultimately have no respect for them because of the fact that mommy and daddy don't stand by what they say. Mommy makes me go to church, but guess what? Mommy be at home cursing like a dog. Mommy fake when she go to church. They don't see, kids see that. Nobody's telling you to be perfect, but it's telling you to be accountable and be mindful of what you do. Because a child is going to watch you. A child is developing. It is a mind that is very observant, even when you think they're not observant. You don't want your child saying, I had a bunch of uncles growing up. And I've had these conversations with a lot of young men. A lot of young men. They say things like, my mom had a lot of uncles. Well, I had a lot of uncles growing up, right? And that's crazy. What is an uncle? We all know what that means. I'm going to ask somebody on my live. If your child is sitting here today saying, I had a lot of uncles growing up, what does that mean? I'm going to tell you what it sounds like to me. But a lot of people don't want to hear this conversation because it's accountability. When having a conversation with me, you better be prepared for accountability because I'm going to be very accountable. Very accountable. Right? More than likely, if your child is saying, hey, I had a lot of uncles growing up, that means your mother was very promiscuous. And it's just the truth. So now this child grows up seeing mommy very promiscuous. Right? Now mommy gets into the church. What mommy ultimately does is act like mommy never was like that. Right? And then she judged her child extremely hard and not being conscious to understanding of what you've been through. Sometimes when you make poor choices, you are the perfect person to talk to the person that's making the poor choices. Because you have to make yourself humble enough that you allow the person to understand you understand them more than you actually do. But the problem is you don't want them to know that Sister, Sister Johnson was in the streets at one point or another before she got into the church. That's a major dilemma. This child will see that. My mother's a hypocrite. My dad is a joke. That's the truth. Fathers, 
You out here impregnating all these women, but you don't feel like none of them are worthy of being married to. Let me say that again. Fathers, you out here impregnating all these women, but you don't feel like none of these women are worthy to be impregnated. I mean, to be married to. Now, here's the dilemma. Now, when you raise a daughter, you basically told your daughter your mother was worthy enough for me to impregnate her, but she was not worthy enough for me to settle down with you. But now you're going to want somebody to settle down with your daughter. The hypocrisy. It's a joke. None of us is perfect, but we're going to hold ourselves accountable. Look what I just said to you. Fathers, you will raise your children or your daughter, right? You impregnate her mother, but you don't see her mother worthy enough for you to marry her. But then when your daughter gets older, you want a man to marry your daughter. What if your daughter see no value in marriage because her mom didn't get married? You ever thought about that? Psychology 101. Did you ever think about that? Children tend to procreate and do the same things that they've seen. It is more likely a child will value marriage that come from a healthy marriage. A child that tend to don't come from a healthy marriage tend to not want to be married because of the fact that they didn't see this as growing up. I'm not sitting here saying that it's wrong if you, had, you were married or not when you have a child, but I'm just saying be the example opposed to just being so judgmental. When you're constantly judging a child, they tend to go on a defense. Most people that get judged will always be on a defense because they feel like they have to defend themselves, right? Let me get a call in. Somebody call in. 516. Say that on the phone call. 516-253-1150. Somebody pin that number. 516-253-1150. Call in. Somebody call in. Let's have this conversation. I want somebody, I want to hear you guys' opinion about this thing and your legacy, which is your children. We talk about it from an economical standpoint, the, funny, the money aspect, but today we're talking about it from our children aspect. Me personally, I realize that my children is my greatest investment, right? Because the moment you learn that your last name is more valuable than your first name. I got a caller right now. We're going to answer this caller. Caller, what's going on, caller? Caller. I can't hear you. Caller. Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Okay, I'm still listening to your show. Okay, how you doing? I appreciate that. But what what really stood out to you? You hear me? From the, can you hear me? Okay. What do you want to add on to the conversation? Well, I have three children, two right. boys, one girl. God bless them. I'm listening to you. Okay. My daughter's been married for seven years now. Okay. Oh, mom coming from uh, being raised out of the hood. Beautiful. Okay. My baby boy, he just retired from the military. Beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I have one, as they say, one out of, you know, two out of three, you know what I'm saying? It's a blessing. Yes. 
Yes. I agree a hundred percent. I agree. You you know you know the dilemma I have, right? Sometimes when you when we we you know, again, if my kids are grown, like I was mm-hmm. I agree hundred percent. I just want to commend you. You know, you say you raise your children by yourself. We having a lot of technical. We having a lot of technical difficulties with our phone. It's keep going in and out, guys. Like I hear it, then I don't hear it, then I hear it, then I don't hear it. So if uh, just check your phone and call back. Maybe you're in a bad spot. But guys, what I'm saying, what she's saying, is she um, she uh, raising uh, children that are doing really well. If you want to call back, caller, you can call back. I apologize, but the phone keep going in and out. We barely can hear what you're saying, right? But look, what I'm trying to say is uh, we have to learn by leading by example. And a lot of us don't like to lead by example, right? Someone call in right now and give me, give me some ways of leading by example that we can in order to procreate our legacy, which is our children, to be better examples or better than what we were. What are some ways, right? The one thing is I think my mom told me is to hold yourself accountable. Phone number is 516-253-1150. Somebody call in right now. I couldn't really hear the last caller. It was going in and out too much. All right? What we're trying to say right now is in order for us to create this mentality or this narrative, we have to be more conscious. How are you more conscious is if you're not making the right choices. A lot of us aren't making the right choices because we're fearful of the fact that we, we, want to, we don't want to expose our, our, our flaws to our children. Everything I've ever done in my life Right? My son understands. I had, we've had full-fledged conversations. Good, bad, or, or indifferent. I'm not going to hide it from him and have somebody tell him something I should have told him myself. Right? There's no family secrets that you want to, especially when they, when they get older. When they're young, I can understand it. But once you get to a certain level of life, that's a conversation that you should have been had with your child. Certain conversations shouldn't be hidden from their children. People hide things from their children way too much. Way too much. And that's a major dilemma. You can't keep hiding things from your children and expect them to understand. Life insurance is a a regular conversation. Let's normalize that conversation. Parents, let's normalize having a conversation about life insurance. That don't mean your children are trying to kill you off, but that means that if you do die, you can take care of them from your grave. That's the truth. We have to talk about these things. But being evasive of the conversations that we need to have is what's actually hurting the culture. Too many of us are avoiding having the conversation that's necessary. Right? My legacy, which is my children, I'm going to lead them by example. I'm not going to just tell them how to be. Because that's when you become the hypocrite. 
do this, do that. But don't do this, don't do that. Guys, run the likes up right now. Run the likes up if you're loving the content. If you're loving the content, run the likes up. Run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. Most people I talk to, somebody, she said the person, I, a lot of people I talk to don't have a will or any life insurance in, in place. And that's the sad part, right? And that's the sad part because they, they think that they, they're, they're, they're selfish. You know, once you have children, the selfish thing's supposed to go out the window. We talk about all these other cultures and they're doing well and we don't blame ourselves for the fact that we're not teaching them how to be, how to be, right? I don't know what that means. So sometimes we need to have those necessary conversations. It doesn't matter what age. You're 100% right. You want to roll. The things that you're saying right now is 100% facts. Age doesn't matter about the conversation. This is something that should be had. I told, I told one time I told my mom, I said, I need a copy of your life insurance policy. And she said, why? I said, because if anything does happen to you, I shouldn't have to go look for it, right? That's something that should be in my safe and I should be able to have, right? Because what is the point of you paying for it and I ultimately don't even know who's your carrier, who's your provider, I don't know anything. There's tons of carriers, right? I don't know who your policy is. I don't know your policy number. I don't know anything. So that's not healthy. And that's how we need to understand. I'm going to get a, a, a little jewel. There are a lot of people who become very wealthy through life insurance. Very, very wealthy. That's not the topic today, but I'm going to just say this. There are tons of people who become very wealthy through life insurance because the death, in most cases, ends the legacy, and right there, everything falls apart. But the, the people that understand life insurance, they use the policy to actually put them in better positions, right? For instance, one of my, one of my homegirls, her mother passed away. Her life insurance policy was established to pay off the mortgage that she had and also bury her. So she was buried and she also literally had her house paid off through the policy. So her daughter in inherited a house cash. The house was paid off because of her mother's death. We all know that death is mandatory, right? We cannot avoid this conversation. Everyone in this room in this world would love to have their parents here forever. But that's not the realities of life. Right? But it's better to be overprepared than to be underprepared with a harsh reality. I don't want to be sitting there doing a GoFundMe for the fact that I knew that was going to come eventually. Right? I don't want my children to fall apart when daddy go because of the fact economically I didn't put them in place or didn't made any sacrifices for them. And that's a major issue. I'm going to definitely put my children in position and let them know like daddy can't be here forever. I wish I could, but I can't. And that's a harsh reality I had to accept. I pray that God give me a long life where I can see my great-great-grandchildren. Well, you have to be understanding. They say the life, average life expectancy is what, 78? 78 years old? And nowadays we're burying more young people than old people. There's a lot of young people that will never make it to certain ages. Right? Here's the dilemma. And, and this is what bothers me. And, I, and I'm going to say it. Somebody's going to get upset with me. But I'm going to say it. I don't like when you see people living in a poverty situation, right? But they waste so much money on clothes and shoes and bags. And I, I don't understand it, right? But I'm going to have this conversation today. If somebody gets upset, just get upset. I don't understand the mentality it takes to live in a poverty situation 
but to buy all the clothes, the shoes, the bags, things of no value. So your liability rich as heck, but yet and still nothing else. You living beyond your means. And that's a major dilemma. See, the people that care about their life, they're the ones that's going to sacrifice to get themselves out of that position. In life, we all get bad starts for the most part. But it's better that you work hard to get out of that position than stay in that position forever. We got another caller. Caller, what's going on, caller? Hey, what's good, man? How are you? What's going on, bro? How are you? Nada, man, nada, dude. I just, you, you're preaching that, that truth every Sunday, man. I appreciate uh, you so much. You hear my little ones in the background. But no, man, I mean, you know, accountability and, and legacy is, is really what it's about, man. I mean, you know, starting them as young as, like, I have uh, five-year-old twins and 11-year-olds, and we have tour charts. We have, you know, understanding of what to tithe, what to give to the Lord, what to give. I love it. You know, what to save along. You know, these are all things that are super important that a majority of our generation, you know, doesn't really listen to or learn about. Like, you, you know, it's a fascinating study, which I'm sure you probably read it as well. The most popular thing that Gen Z is purchasing right now mm-hmm. is luxury items. Yes, they are. It's not saving. It's not stocks. It's luxury items. It's Louis Vuitton belts. It's stuff that really means nothing. You know what I mean? Stuff that you can't take with you when you go. And there's no future in that. You know what I mean? It's sad because when you really evaluate it, it's programming, right? And yeah. and, and who wins from the programming? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So and, and there's no and yeah. there's no and there's no education behind it with these kids growing up in school. Like, you know, I know you mentioned before, like a will and life insurance. Like, yes. I, you know, I'm working right now on building a curriculum to where we can bring this to high school to where kids understand, you know, why it's important to understand credit, why it's important to invest in life insurance, why a will is important, like simple, basic humanitarian things that, you know, a lot of people in the generations before us never were taught or grew up doing, you know? It's funny because I think it was Rockefeller, right? He he more so wanted to create worker bees. And yeah. the, for, for the most part, the school system was created to create more worker bees, right? Because the wealthy benefit from the worker bees. And, and that's yeah. what I'm seeing even more. Now you have a bunch of people who, it's even worse because they waste all the resources that they... Like, we work hard to put our children in positions where they can stay at our house longer for free. And then you watch them waste all the resources posing like they have something they don't even have. Yeah. And it's sad. No, and it, it, it's, that's facts. And, and there's no entrepreneurship. There's no... And, and not saying that, you know, everybody can be an influencer or a business owner right away. Like, agree, agree. To get your experience. Like, I own my business, but it took me 12 years of understanding my business and mentoring with other people and, you know, getting your knocks, right? Like, yes. learning, you know, falling down and picking up. Like, yes. it doesn't happen overnight, and it's it's a constant grind and hustle. But um, there's no even, taught like, people being taught to say, hey, you can do this. You know what I mean? You you can be a business owner. It's either you see it on the internet as an influencer mm-hmm. or, you know, you, you hope and pray behind it, you know? I agree. I wish more, more, more business owners will tell them that 12 year testimony, right? Because it sounds, it sounds like, you know, with social media, they minimize how much work we put in to get to where we are. And what it is, is it tells them that this is the five step formula opposed to the thousand steps that we had to go through. I'm going to show you how to minimize it. And then they realize that that was never true. It was only to ultimately make them buy a program or something, right? And that's the sad dilemma that I'm seeing a lot. 
hundred percent, man. Well, just keep doing your thing, man. I got it. Like I said, I got my little ones here. We're about to go run out and play. Bro, so, I appreciate you so man, much. I love listening to your stuff, bro. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you. All right, be well. God bless you too. God bless you too. So, guys, you know this is what we're talking about. You see, my guy, he's with his children, understanding his legacy. He's he's teaching the mentality that he wants to see, right? When you know that you you there are certain mistakes that were made with you, right? And I agree. So when you sit back, you listen to a lot of these conversations. The problem is we 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 procreate the mentality that is a loser mentality, and it's sad. And the reason why I say we procreate it is because you're gonna yell at your child for being very lazy, but you're lazy. Your child sees all the excuses that you make for yourself, but you don't accommodate their excuses. And the sad part is you're much older, right? And look at that mentality. Let's say you're a 40-year-old mother having a conversation with your 11-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old son, a 13-year-old daughter. You'll give yourself every excuse in the book, but you won't look at the fact that your child is 13 and they're very immature. And you're still making poor choices at 40. So now what, what does that say to your child? I can do all the wrong things, but you can't, right? Who's going to respect that? I'm just curious. Who? Every time I meet a mother and father that have a, a problem with a kid, a lot of the times it's because of the parents. And I'm going to call it what it is. Because some of us are out here today, they're not parenting. They're trying to be their kid's friends. Your child is not supposed to be your friend until they get to a certain level of maturity where they understand it. But a young mind is too un, is too un, is, it can't understand it. Being your 13-year-old daughter's best friend is not healthy. You, it's crazy. My son is 20. I'm not as my, my son is still not my bestie. He's my son. Should I allow him or make him feel comfortable to come speak to me? Yes. But me and him should not be partying and chasing girls together. That's crazy. Look at social media. Let's go on this thing right now. TikTok. How many mothers you see doing all the dances with their daughter, partying with their daughter, trying to keep up? Yo, it's a beautiful thing, mommy, that you look young. I don't respect it. You look very young and I respect it. But the problem is your daughter shouldn't be your friend. What happens with your daughter being your friend? Let me say this one more time. It's sad when you look at TikTok and social media and you see all these grown women trying to be their daughter's friend. It's like you're trying to have your second childhood. You should already enjoy life to the point where you don't have to be trying to have fun with your, your daughter's friends. I got a friend right now that I know that actually talks to young men that are her daughter's age. And I said, you really believe your daughter going to respect you? Here you are knocking on 50 years old. Here is your daughter in her early 20s, and you out here trying to talk to guys that are close to your daughter's age. You should be ashamed of yourself. And you want this woman, to your, your daughter, to respect you. But your daughter don't even, she's not going to have respect for you. And that's a major dilemma. We out here trying to be our kids' friends. We out here trying to be our kids' friends. That's not healthy at all. But again, we're going to blame the children. But we're not going to blame, blame, blame the tree because the tree is the bearer of the fruit. Parents, you are the bearers of the tree. You are the tree. A lot of us talk 
bad about the kids, but they don't see the examples that we are. We're horrible examples. And notice I said we, because I got more work to do. It's the truth. But we're going to sit on this thing right now to act like it's the kids. These kids are this way. Kids are weak because parents are weaker. The kids in today's society are weak because the parents are weak. Let me say that one more time. The kids in 2023 are weak because the parents are weak. They allow their children to be weak because they don't challenge them to anything. They do everything for them. How would someone know they can do something when they've never been challenged? Your child will always look for you to do everything for them when you've always done everything for them. So they're going to always expect you to continue to do for them because that's what you've created. And you know the sad part about this situation now? Here's the problem. Watch this. Daddy was such a good daddy, he spoiled his daughter. What happens is, daughter goes in society today, and daughter looks for a man who's going to spoil her. So now, she don't care about how he verbally abuse her or, or physically abuse her. He cares at the fact that he's constantly spending money on her. So therefore, she sees that as value. And guess what happens to the son? The son goes in society, he looks for a mom. He don't want a wife. He wants a mother who's going to do the same thing that his mother's done for him, ultimately creating a vicious cycle. That's the problem. And this is the issue we have. Someone calling right now, 516-253-1150. 516-253-1150. One day I had a conversation with this girl. She said, because you know my son, first off, your son shouldn't even be asking you where you going. That is bold. Mom, you, you, you're bugging. A child is supposed to stay in a child's place. And the problem is, why these children are in a child's place? Because there is no fear in the home. They do not fear their parents. So therefore, if you don't fear your parents, why would you fear an adult? Listen to that logic. Why would your child fear me when they don't even fear their parents? Let's answer this call, God. We got another call. Caller, what's going on, caller? Who am I speaking to? Caller. How you doing? What's going on? Not too much. Okay. I wanted to add in on your old legacy little conversation here. Yeah, I'm listening to you. Uh, um, so, like, we don't even have to be as parents. I know a lot of our, our children's, our lives are, you know, separate. You know, children are subjected to two different households. A lot of times that's true. Very true. Um, and it can still be done. You can still set a legacy not being a residential parent. Agreed. For example, I've paid child support for years, uh, still actively involved in my son's life. Um, his mother has lived her entire life on welfare and up until a few years ago, which gratefully for, for their sake and her own, she mm -hmm. finally got her stuff together and she's got a job. She's been working for a few years now. She's been doing good. That's what's up. Um, one thing that that we battle is her always wanting more support. She's taken me in and out of court uh, several times. It's gotten denied uh, because of we're at the max. Um, one thing she doesn't realize because she feels like I need to contribute financially more is she does not have a college 529 plan set up for our son. Wow. I've got almost $7,000 in there. Uh, I do have, you spoke of a life insurance policy through yes. my job. 
he is a my benefactor. Wow. Uh, so there's that as well. And she also has almost $1,500 in a savings account that I've been dumping into periodically year after year. Wow. So I, I fully feel like even if you're not there every day, you can still put in different different factors to help them out and show them that there are other ways to invest in your own future. I agree 100%. What's your name? My name is Derek. Derek, you know what I'm hearing? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm hearing one parent, which is you, who's thinking about the child's future. And I'm hearing a, one parent who's only living in the moment, right? The moment surpasses, and when the future comes, then you, when you're underprepared, now the child's going to need the decisions that you've made. And as a man, you know, to another man, I want to commend you as a father, you know, from another father. I want to commend you because to even think like that is big. Right? Because I notice most men, when they break up with the mothers, they tend to do the bare minimum. You hear me? Yes, sir. And I, and I want you to know, I, I respect you a lot for that. You know, and, um, co-parenting from a, a, a different homes is not easy. But the fact that you you care so much, it says that you love your, your, your son, man. And, and we need that. We need to uh, give those kind of guys like you your flowers. Derek, I appreciate it. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, what the situation is, there's always something that can be done. I agree 100%, Derek. That's what's up, man. You know, and that, I appreciate that. your time, too. Thank you, too, my guy. I appreciate you. Thanks. That was amazing what Derek just said. You know, as a, as a father, you know, that takes pride in being a, a dad, I, I, I love what he just said, man. His, his uh, add-on to this was actually dope. You know, he basically talked about the life insurance policy, his son being a beneficiary of it, you know, also having a college fund set aside for that also, right? So he's maximizing the things that matter. We understand, like, you know, right now when you're younger, we tend to always want the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. But the problem is sometimes when you're not thinking about the future, when a kid get to college days, now they're not allowed to go to school because there, there's, no, there's no funds there, right? All your child is in extreme amounts of debt. Because we were worried about the wrong things. To a guy like Derek, I just want to give you your flowers again because it actually it made my day. Right? It made my day. You know, it's funny because um, I've noticed, right, the, the issue nowadays is more parents is fighting for who can manipulate the child more opposed to who can set their child up better. Right? I would rather see a competition like that. Right? Who's, who's going to put the child in a better position. I'd rather see a healthy competition like that rather than seeing who can manipulate the person, the, the child the most and ultimately get their way from their child. That's, that's what you see the most, right? I see it from men and I see it from women. I see a lot of women using children as pawns. You know, and it's sad because the chess game, we all know the pawn is very disposable, right? I don't see my son as a pawn. I don't see my daughters as a pawn. I see them as young kings and young queens, preparing them to take on the big, the big role of the chessboard. Right? We understand the, what is the role of the chess. What the ultimate uh, winning aspect of chess is to what? Got to preserve your queen, right? So you see what I'm trying to say? So the fact of the matter is, if I, if I'm a, a father, and I'm not teaching my daughter how to be the queen that she is, what is that saying about me? And that's by leading by example. I can't look at my son or my daughter in their face, and my daughter's in their face and say, oh, you're supposed to be great when I've never showed them how, right? 
you don't know how, uh, the tangibles that it takes to be a, a great person when you're not giving the same examples. We need examples. We need more mentoring, right? We need a lot more mentoring. We need more people who are stepping up rather than fighting against each other or willing to work with each other. I've noticed too many people are fighting against each other. When you're creating this thing called legacy and working with these children, it does, like Derek said, you don't have to physically be in the same homes, right? It didn't work out. It's okay. It's life. Everything doesn't have to work out. Sometimes in life, your biggest blessing was the fact that you met this man or met this woman just to have that child with. And when I was younger, I had my son very, very young. And the truth of the matter is, I used to be a little upset that I had my child so young. But when I look back, God don't make no mistakes, man. My, ch my son has made me mature so much because I, I realized that him coming to live with me, I, I couldn't be a part-time daddy anymore, right? I had to be full-time. It had to be an everyday thing. It had to be commitment, sacrificing, leading by example. And I, I thank God that I had my son so young now, I, you know, because it made me grow up. Because the old me didn't realize that uh, uh, um, the way I was living was wrong. I couldn't see it. But when you stop living for yourself and you start living for your children, you tend to become greater. But tons of us aren't living for our children. We're living for ourselves. And the sad part is your legacy is going to be extremely weak because of the fact that there's no real foundation, right? Your children need structure. Your children need foundation. And they need a great leader, which is supposed to be you, by leading by example. Mom, you don't have to be a millionaire. Dad, you don't have to be a millionaire to be a great parent. And that's one thing we need to acknowledge. It's not about the money aspect. It's about the willingness to sacrifice to give your children a better understanding of life, right? Some of us parents, our parents don't even open up books to learn anything new. We don't even want to learn anything new. How do you keep up with understanding your children when you're set and stuck in your ways? How can you understand your child when you're still talking about when I grew up in the 80s? How can you understand your daughter when you're sitting here talking about, well, in 1970-something, it was this. My sister, my brothers, we are in 2023, and the times have changed. You cannot continuously talk about what transpired in our times. Parents, a good parent, is one who tries to understand today. You try to learn what's going on, right? While you staying in your moments, it's not going to work like that. You can't keep talking about what used to be good and what used to be hot. Those days are long gone. A lot of older the older generation don't even care about their children's, mental, their children's mental health. Have you and your child ever had those conversations? Sometimes his behavior or her behavior is not connected to the fact that oh, they have a good life. It could be something going on with your child also. The conversations we don't have. Your son ain't crazy. Your daughter ain't crazy. There's something wrong. Behind every a, a, a reaction is, is something going on. Every action has a reaction. There's something wrong that you may not see. Do you know a child can love you to death but have no respect for you, parents? Let me say that again. Do you know that your children can love you but still have no respect for you? Because you're a hypocrite. You're a joke. You don't stand for what you tell them. You're inconsistent with what you say. You're not a person. You're word. And the sad part is you're much older and you give yourself an excuse every day on how you behave, but you're always holding your children accountable. Sound like a hypocrite to me. Joke. You don't want your child to look at you like that and feel like you're a joke. There are tons of mothers and fathers that's going to go to their grave and their children are going to see them as a joke. Their child loves you because you're their parent. 
But that don't mean they have to respect you. That's a big difference. Love and respect is two different factors. Understand that. When a person respects you, it's because there's something you've done that made them respect you. You can love somebody that you don't even, you don't even want in your life. That's the difference with love. When you respect somebody, chances are you want them in your life. That's the difference. Again, you can love someone who don't even want them around you. But you can respect most people that you respect. You tend to want them in your life. That's the difference. Parents, let's start working on ourselves and understand that in order to create the legacy that we want, we have to understand it starts with us. We can't keep pointing the fingers at the children and the younger, younger people. We're not good examples. We're not good examples, right? We're not. We got to work on ourselves. And I say the word we, because I'm going to work on myself too. Every time I come on this live, it is not to scold nobody or to disrespect anybody. It's to hold us all accountable. And that's what we need to learn how to do. Start talking about the things that matter. Let's stop running from the problem and start running towards the solution. We run from the problem. You put on your, your Olympic gym shoes, right, and you tie them up, lace them up tight, and you run away from the problem opposed to running to the solution. Let's start running towards the solution. The solution is we got to work on ourselves as parents. Yeah, we hate how our parents, our mothers and fathers raised us, but yet and still, we don't understand they raised us very strong. Look at the difference. So was it the problem of the parenting? Or is it a part of uh, us now? Are we raising them different? I would say yes. Because I, I had to learn how that, that a lot of the things that my mother did was right. I'm very, people say it all the time that, oh, if you grow up without a mother, you tend to be very codependent on women. And I've never been like that. I grew up by my, without, with no dad. But that was my mentality because of how my mom raised me. My mother never made me feel like I was her boyfriend. There are little boys right now running around this world who think they're their mother's boyfriend and they have rights to ask questions that they should not be asking. Mommy, who's that? Mind your business. Where you going? Do you want to stay where I told you to stay at? Stop asking your mother. Stop allowing your kid to ask you questions that grown-ups can only ask you. You allow that to happen, what happens? It gets out of hand. But you allowing it. What do you mean where I'm going? Mind your business. Done. You don't have to explain. You know you're you failing as a parent when you feel you got to explain everything to your child about you, you being a grown-up. Something is wrong. And if you can't see that as being wrong, something is clearly wrong with you. A child has to stay in a child's place for a reason. You allow them in the increments as they mature to take on more financial I mean, more, more mature conversations, but in increments. Sometimes we allow these children way too young to be in conversations that's not ready for their mentality. Their mind is not there. So therefore, the conversation goes over their head. And if you start allowing them to engage in certain conversations, they start thinking they're grown. That's why you have the young guy and the young woman running around here acting like they're grown and they have no accomplishments. Because someone allowed them to believe that they're grown. Someone allowed that. I wonder who. We're going to blame society. Listen, society starts in our house because your first levels of learning is started at home. Everyone you know, your learning started at home. And if you're not working on yourself at home, then your children are going to be eaten up by society because if you don't know for anything, you'll fall for everything. If you don't know nothing, you're going to fall for everything. 
I'll tell you a quick story. Had a homegirl of mine. Good girl. Very honest, hardworking mother. One day, her son called her out on all the things she do. All of it. She called my phone and said, yo, can we have a discussion? I said, what's up? She started talking to me about the things that he said to her. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Mine, this is just my friend. Nothing more than just me and her being friends. Never been intimate, nothing. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But everything he said to her is things I've been wanting to say to her. And that's the truth. Her problem is she wants to be her kid's friend. A problem is she's very defensive when you tell the truth. When a person is telling you what's bothering them and you can't accept it, that means you're not living in reality. If something is bothering me that you're doing as your son, and I'm telling you as your son, I think you should fix it too, parents. Look at the narrative. If something is bothering your parents, you expect them to fix it, right? When, when something is, like, if I'm the dad and my son is bothering me, he expects me to, I expect him to fix it. Right? Look at this again. This is how hypocrisy parenting is. If I'm a dad and my son is doing something I don't like, I expect him to fix it. Here's the next narrative. If I'm a, I'm a dad, if something is bothering my son, we don't allow him to have the rights to tell us it's bothering us because we can't stomach to hear any truth. And that's the reality of all things, guys. We got to learn that in order to fix the world, we got to start working on ourselves. We got to stop pointing the finger at our children and understand that it starts at home. Guys, in order to fix the world, we got to work on ourselves. We got to stop being so defensive and stop being less judgmental. Start judging ourselves a little bit more and start seeing that we are making poor decisions. In order to be a great parent, lead by example. Let's create the legacy in our children and show them how to be greater and stop complaining about what they're not and start seeing what they are. And a lot of times, the things that we don't like about our children is because it's too much of what we do. And I'm going to say that again. Sometimes you get mad at the fact that your children talk back to you because you talk back to everybody. Sometimes you get mad at the fact that your children's not a good listener is because you're not a good listener. Sometimes you get mad at the fact that your son is lazy and you don't look at the mirror that you're lazy. Sometimes we get mad at the fact that our, our, our daughter, don't, she don't want to do anything with her life. Maybe she don't feel like you did anything with your life. That's the conversations we don't want to have. And that's the killer. Sometimes, again... We have to learn that we have to make ourselves uncomfortable. Parents, always be a student in life. And as your children grow, you have to grow with them and understand that everything starts, ends, and begins with us. We got to stop pointing the finger at our children and start seeing that we need to parent better and create these legacies. Let's put our children in better financial starts by making sacrifices. Let's stop buying them kids Jordans, sneakers, clothes, and talking about what's, what's, what are they going to be. Let's start buying our children some stocks. Notice our kids, gonna, we, we pray that our children outlive us. And if our children outlive us, it's going to be what you allowed them and what you set up for them. If you didn't set up nothing for them, they're going to start further back in the race. And that's the reality. Understand your child is your greatest investment. Stop looking at your child as a bill and start looking at your child as an investment. They're the greatest investment that you could ever make in your life. Love your children, love on your children. And again, sometimes in order to help them, you got to be on You got to be an example for them. Stop complaining about what they're not and start seeing what they are. Sometimes in order to, to, to put the mirror in their face, we got to put the mirror in ourselves because they are a reflection of who we are. Until next time, don't let that go over your head.